Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, yesterday we talked about what might happen at Bayfront Park, but as we mentioned, it's part of a bigger plan that's going to be presented to City Council. And uh, this is this is getting down to the short strokes right now. I mean, we've been talking about stuff in a very uh, philosophical way, but hey, this might happen, this could happen. But uh, sooner than later, Council's going to have to actually make a commitment to this one way or another. Joining us to talk about what could be happening here is uh, P.J. Mercati, CEO of the Carmen's Group, of course, and uh, one of the members of uh, Hamilton 100. P.J., good morning. How are you today? Doing great, Bill. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the, the larger plan here uh, that you're going to be presenting. We talked a little bit yesterday about what might happen at Bayfront Park, but that's only one part and only one part of the city that's going to be impacted by this. Uh, for sure. This truly is, Bill, a 10-year a community building exercise. And, and we truly see this 2030 Commonwealth Games opportunity as being something that could potentially impact everybody in the community in one fashion or another. And we want to see it as the biggest community engagement exercise that Hamilton has ever seen. Uh, the opportunity that could come from this is bigger than two weeks of sport it it impacts you know the you know the the affordable housing issue in the community it touches on you know various environmental concerns in the community and we have a big social inclusion plan as as well uh and then you know you know bringing that back all to the 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 facility infrastructure that can come out of this uh you know we're looking at significant uh you know investments in our community facilities uh, many investments that are absolutely needed, uh, many investments that the city is going to have to make in the future, whether we have a games or not. And so we're looking at, at this opportunity as being something that could truly benefit the entire city. And, and we're looking forward to presenting our vision to council tomorrow. We've had some great discussions with many of the councillors to get their feedback. We've had discussions with many organizations in the community, both sport organizations, not-for-profit institutions, and the educational institutions. All of the major educational institutions are at the table with us right now, including the two school boards. So we're excited to present this vision to council and to to truly get their feedback on, on how we can maximize these gains for the greatest good of Hamilton. PJ, when you started this whole enterprise, and you were one of the founding members of this group, uh, where do you begin in a situation like this? Is, is it a blank slate, or do you look at the existing facilities and say, yeah, that'll work, no, that's not going to work, uh, check that box off? I mean, this is, a, this is a long, long process that you've gone through. For sure, and, and you know, to be truly honest, Bill, when, when Greg Maychak, who's, you know, our bid manager, approached me, you know, well over a year ago, uh, it was initially out of the infrastructure discussion that this was born. So, so obviously, Carmen's group and our you know, various partners were exploring potential opportunities with the city's, you know, and entertainment and sport assets. And then when we started to, you know, to peel back the onion and look at every way that the Commonwealth Games could impact the community, that's when I didn't, you know, I, and I truly didn't realize the scope of what this could do and what this could mean for the community until we started having discussions with various partners and parties, uh, you know, uh, you know in, in the community. And we started to explore other sets of Commonwealth Games that were successful, the Glasgow Games, the Gold Coast Games, the, the Melbourne and Manchester Games. And when we started to see how the games essentially transformed those communities and those cities and helped them to become international cities, that's when we realized, wow, this is bigger than just two weeks of sport. This is bigger than just 
infrastructure needs in the community. This is about city building. This is about uh, community branding and getting Hamilton's name out there on a, on a, in, in a major way, on a global scale. Uh, and this is about potentially attracting investment into the community uh, on an unprecedented scale. And, and you know, we're delighted that uh, Gowling's law firm, so Lou Fraporti, who is the managing partner of Gowling's, is going to be speaking with us tomorrow uh, during our presentation to council where he's going to share the strategy that Gowling's has around a global economic impact um, and social impact strategy and connecting Hamilton to the world and bringing the world to Hamilton and showcasing what McMaster and Mohawk and our other uh, great uh, institutions here are doing. And, and so there's a major economic development play uh, you know, that's attached to this. So, so it's much bigger than that first conversation we had over a year ago and much, much bigger than the co- when I presented to council back in, back in March just to, just to share that we wanted to go down this road. Uh, it's, it's, it's exploded and evolved. Uh, in, you know, into into something much larger than what we initially thought. Well, and this is the the key element, as far as I can see, because there's always been a reticence, I think, by other communities, and I think there was even in Hamilton when we've gone down this road in the past, that you're going to build some of this stuff if you're the successful bidder. Uh, but then a lot of it, when the games are over, it sits there as white elephants. And we saw that with the 76 Olympics in Montreal. Uh, you know, the velodrome that was constructed, of, well, the stadium itself, of course, uh, the Olympic Stadium there, which is basically sitting there empty now. The velodrome, I think, turned into a, a garden of some kind. Uh, but what I've seen and what Grade Megcheck has told us in the past, and I, I guess you've had eyes on this as well, is is the transformational aspect of this to a community. So in other words, the stuff that you're going to build for these games is actually going to be sustainable for that community long after the games are gone. Absolutely. And the Commonwealth Games Federation, they're all about legacy, and they want to make sure that the facilities that are constructed, that they have a meaningful purpose in the community for the neighborhoods after the games. They were, when they came to visit Hamilton, uh, they were, they were um, you know, impressed with the city, uh, but when we started to go through the venues plan at that point, they were, they were you know, pounding the point home that we need to focus on legacy and, and what these facilities will do for the community after the games. And so we've been very intentional about making sure that our venues plan answers community needs you know, for the various sports, for the various uh, you know, neighborhoods that these will potentially uh, go in, and that there is going to be a long-term purpose. Uh, for these, you know, for these venues, and many of them are already a part of the city's master capital plan and things that the city is looking at doing. Uh, to give you one example, you know, council has approved the cricket pitch at Confederation Park. Well, that is great because cricket is one of the Commonwealth Games sport. It's 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 a major sport in South Asia. It has a massive following, and so the fact that Hamilton has already approved that. Uh, you know, that initiative uh, with, you know, Hamilton Capital Dollars is perfect because it's going to be a sport for the future, for, you know, community groups of, of you know, Hamilton 2.0. And so that's one example of how one venue is going to, you know, both satisfy the needs of the Commonwealth bid and satisfy the needs of Hamilton moving forward. And we're trying to make sure that all the venues that we've proposed have a long-term benefit for the community. And ultimately, by going through this exercise, we will be able to leverage up to 80% federal and provincial funding that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to. But because it's going to be captured underneath the Commonwealth Games umbrella, we'll be able to qualify for funding from Sport Canada 
and uh, and from the federal government in a, in a major way, in a bigger way than they've ever had uh, have done in the past, because the funding formula for previous sets of games has been a third, a third, a third, yeah. the feds, the province, the municipality. And so now the fact that the feds are willing to go in uh, 50%, that's a game changer on its own. And so that's where it'd be foolish. It would be irresponsible to ignore what this opportunity could do for Hamilton. Let's talk about arena. I don't know if you've noticed, PJ, there's a bit of a debate going on right now about arenas <laughs> and building them. Uh, you probably heard something about that. Uh, uh, how big an arena do you need if, if you're the successful bidder? Uh, do you need 18,000 seats? Can you do with 6,000 seats? I mean, what, where, what, is there a number in your head there that you need? So the, the, uh, our proposed venues plan uh, has gymnastics to be held at the, at the existing arena site. And so for the, for the purposes of the venue plan, we stated that the existing arena works for gymnastics and, uh, and I believe, and, and don't, don't quote me on this bill, but I believe it's anywhere from, it's between five, six, seven, eight thousand minimum um, for gymnastics in terms of the, the, the needs for that. So any new facility um, needs to be, to, to be built to at least qualify our bid plan to host gymnastics. Um, and, and so we just need to build it for that minimum threshold. But like you know like we said um with regards to the federation legacy is important so they want to make sure that this facility is built with a long-term um, benefit long-term legacy uh you know in as part of the strategy to, to build it so they're going to be looking to make sure that that you know to your point that these aren't white elephants that these are purposefully built with meaningful impact for the community long term but the minimum i believe is um it's it's yeah north of North of five thousand, uh, but I'm not sure the specific number for gymnastics. But I know that it's um, you know it's definitely between the five and ten thousand dollar number. So the, the, the discussions that have been going on so far, and I know you're an interested observer in all of this. You and I have talked about this a few times. We run into the, the TICAD games. Uh, th- that, that's within the, the realm of possibility. Then the numbers that the city and even Mr. Andler are talking about, uh, whichever way they decide to go on this, this is that's going to be compatible with what you guys want to do for the bid. Absolutely. And, and whether it's a renovated arena or a new arena, uh, so long as the arena uh, fits the specs of the, of the CGF, the Commonwealth Games Federation, and, and, gymnast- and the you know, gymnastics event, then, then that facility qualifies under the Commonwealth Games funding umbrella. So it certainly is an opportunity for, for Hamilton to, to get a new or renovated arena out of this exercise leveraging federal and provincial dollars that otherwise wouldn't be available for a project like that. Um, and similarly, you know, with the, the convention facility, we've slated for boxing to be held at the convention center. Um, you know, over the course of the past few years, uh, the uh, Three Lines Promotions Boxing Group, the Steeltown Boxing Club, have hosted boxing events at the convention center. Some of them have been north of, uh, north of 1,200 people, 1,500 people, and it's been a great event. So, so the fact that the convention facility could be used for boxing and we could leverage that same uh, infrastructure investment from the feds in the province is another reason why, you know, we're looking at this. And, and, and in addition to boxing, a new convention center may also play host to the uh, broadcast center, to the media center, et cetera. Uh, and so there's so many overlapping and intersecting opportunities with long-term community needs uh, and this set of games. And, and, and so we're trying to marry them as best as we can for the purpose of Hamilton uh, and to and to you know provide solutions for Hamilton. 
What about track and field events? Uh, Tim Horton Field does not have a track. Uh, and, and obviously you're going to need some sort of a, an arena stadium uh, situation for those events. And that, that so by the way, we should mention to our people, this Commonwealth Games, it's, it's summertime. It's going to be nice weather. So these are outdoor activities. Correct. And we had initially, as part of our, and this is where going through the process and exercise and getting feedback is absolutely critical. And we've been, you know, we've been very transparent and open with the various uh, groups. Uh, and so when we, when we um, you know, started this exercise, we had actually identified Tim Hortons Field as being site number one. But then we, uh, you know, when we went to visit um, the Commonwealth Games Federation and their Birmingham uh, host committee uh, in Birmingham in July, we, you know, they Google mapped Hamilton and, you know, and we went to look at their track facility and we were like, wow, okay, Tim Hortons Field's not going to work. Then we thought, okay, what's a fallback option? And then we said, well, maybe let's look at track at McMaster University. They've got a track. Then when we went and then when the CGF were here in, in, in July, August, uh, they, uh, we visited Mac and they're like, ah, it's a bit tight to, to pull off what we want to pull off. Uh, and then, you know, again, we go on Google Maps and then they're like, hey, this Mohawk sports car uh, sports park. What's uh, what's this uh, facility about, or what's this park all about? So then we went up there, and they fell in love with Mohawk Sports Park, and they said this could be an absolutely perfect, uh, perfect site for the track and field events. And uh, and so you know, so we're looking at at a potential refurbishment uh, and and uh, and permanent, uh, you know, grandstand built there with offices, locker rooms, you know, building out the infrastructure there and also look at, uh, you know, a, a temporary track, a warm-up track that you would need for the games and looking at potentially bubbling that in, uh, you know, post-games. Councillor Jackson, when we met with him about a month ago to share this with him, he was certainly excited about the prospects of what this could do for that area. He wanted to make sure that, that whatever we do is not higher than the Mohawk Ice Center, the quad pad that's there. So, so he was, you know, providing some very good feedback. He wants us to present to his community group, uh, you know, early in the new year or after we present to council. So, so that's, you know, an example of how going through this process has provided us with outstanding feedback that we've now been able to build into our venues plan. So we've been trying our best to, to go through that type of detailed exercise so that way we're not just winging it when we present to council uh, tomorrow that we, we're coming with you know, with some, some concrete, um, you know, feedback and some good ideas that many of the counselors have, have provided to us as well. PJ, we've got about a minute left here. Uh, at some point, we have to talk about money. And, and I know that's not going to be sure. part of the presentation, but, I, I, you know, time is getting short here. You've got to, uh, I guess, do something in the way of a presentation to, to the Canadian contingent here pretty soon, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I guess. So when, when do we get sure. down to, to talk in dollars and cents, and when do you need a commitment from city council? So, to, to more, so all we're asking from council tomorrow is permission for Hamilton 100 to submit the bid. Uh, and then the rubber's going to meet the road when we go through the tri-party agreement discussion and exercise. And, and that's when, you know, we'll be flushing out the financial model and, and, you know, figuring out, you know, with greater clarity what these numbers are going to look like. But just from a high-level, broad perspective, um, you know, the games themselves will, you know, will be low end between a billion and a billion five but this is the important thing to to you know for us to remember as we as we explore this about 200 to 250 million dollars of that is covered through games revenue so the games themselves through ticket sales sponsorships actually generate revenue and that stays with the host community so that's a very important part of the overall model is those games revenue in fact that they stay with the host city 
The federal government is in for 50 percent. The provincial government, we're hoping, is in for 30 percent. So that leaves a very manageable number for, you know, the city to, to cover. And if we're looking at having private sector, um, you know, public institutions and educational institutions, we look at naming rights uh, opportunities, and then we look at leveraging all the other stuff with the city's existing capital budget, land in kind, uh, look at other communities that could potentially participate in and help us out with this bid financing. You know, it, the, all of a sudden the numbers and the economic model becomes very favorable. And ultimately, this is an important thing for, for, you know, for your listeners and for the city to realize is that, is that there will be um, over a billion dollars injected into this community from the federal government, the provincial government, and through the games-generated revenue. And there will be a minimum ROI on any tax dollars spent of anywhere from 6 to 10 times return on investment for the community. So this it's, is it's, a it major sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty economic benefit. It does. Well, we're going to see how council responds to it tomorrow anyway. Uh, thanks so much for this, PJ. We'll stay in touch as this no rolls problem. out over the next little while. You got it. Thank you so much, Bill. PJ McCanny from the Carmen's Group and uh, Hamilton 100. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.